right. So today we're talking to Martin. Hi, Martin. Hey. I'm glad to have you here. And you are one of the persons behind Next Journal. And I would say you are probably one of the most visible persons behind Next Journal. Um, so when we talk today about Next Journal and we talk about Cleric and all those tools that you're working on, like uh, maybe before we go there, like let's talk about who's Martin. Like, so who are you? Right. So yeah, I'm Martin, live in Berlin. Um, with two kids now, uh, six and eight, um, and yeah, I've been programming since since high school. Kind mm -hmm. of, um, I guess yeah, wanted to program games uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. So kind of the, I think as many of us, um, sure, got into programming this way, and um, yeah, I'm I'm one of the co-founders of. Next Journal mm -hmm. and uh, kind of with the Next Journal team, we've also been doing a previous startup that's kind of a traditional German card game, so a very right. niche thing. But mm -hmm. we've so been doing that for 15 years with the team. Nice. So let's talk about Next Journals. Like, what is Next yeah. Journal? So Next Journal is a is a computational notebook mm -hmm. um, platform. So yeah. Because since we started, uh, Jupyter notebooks became really popular. Mm -hmm. and many might be familiar with that. And kind of the idea behind Next Journal is to to make it easier to um, share your research and to do your research in such a way that you can share it with others, mm -hmm. and um, they can that, kind of see the whole trail, like right. get that, access to the data. Mm -hmm. That's interesting because also when you see Next Journal, you say you are a startup and you also list research lab. So I guess startup everybody understands. Uh, but why do you say like you're also a research lab? What kind of research are you also doing in Next Journal? Well, I guess kind of or what, uh, yeah, what doesn't make us a very good startup that we're not so good at kind of the um, the business side of of a startup mm -hmm. um, and. Yeah, we've also kind of, as we we also have another startup that's that's doing well, kind of on the business side. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have the the immediate pressure to turn this into a kind of financially successful product. Um, so this means we also have the freedom to yeah to do some further out stuff and mm -hmm. um, which is yeah I guess also how how we ended up. Uh, doing Clerk, kind of an open mm -hmm. source product that, yeah, right. doesn't have a direct path to monetization. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I I remember seeing one of your talks when I I think this was when you were starting Next Journal or like I think the first version you wrote was in I think in Elm, and then yeah. the talk was the, the journey from Elm to Closure. And I don't want to bash on Elm or anything. I think Elm is really great. Uh, but can you like summarize a bit like the whole journey and how did you end up like choosing closure? Like what, how, why, why, why did you choose closure? And yeah, what were the, the advantages that you saw there? Yeah. So we, we, when we started out was kind of with Elixir on the back end mm -hmm. and, uh, Elm on the front end. And it was kind of like, uh, we, yeah, we didn't really know closure at the time. We had one colleague who who was using it and uh, I think he had pitched it to us, but yeah, didn't really listen at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was like um, 
thinking like how to how to build next journal as a product like obviously kind of as as a thing kind of focused on reproducibility immutability took kind of a, a central role uh, mm -hmm. for us and i think kind of looking for ideas in that space was that we discovered uh, datomic and kind of Rich's talk, the value of values, mm -hmm. and yeah, then we realized we wanted to build kind of on Datomic as a database, and yeah, then mm -hmm. through that discovered ClojureScript, uh, some great talks also from David Nolan, right. and yeah, that's what got us started. Right, and then it was history. So uh, were there any specific things, like uh, when you discovered the Datomic and you watched the talks, were there anything that like clicked in your mind, like, yeah, this is how it should be done? Were there any, do you have any highlights from there? Um, I mean, the, yeah, these, like, to me, the, the value of values, like, with kind of taking, um, like, I guess we're, we're uh, really focusing a lot kind of on on the language um, oftentimes, but mm -hmm. that, yeah, kind of the benefits Datomic brings as a database, like bringing the immutability to to that layer, I think, yeah, was was pretty convincing mm -hmm. to me. Right. And I guess another thing I should mention on this journey to closure, Matt Hubert was also definitely uh, to blame for us, whom we met him, uh, at a conference and like where we presented some next journal stuff um, at this conference and and he was um, like presenting cells at the programming experience workshop and <laughs> was quite impressive kind of what what he had built kind of as a single individual um, right <laughs> kind of yeah showing a lot of stuff that that we were only dreaming of at that time. <laughs> Right. So I assume you're working with Matt right now. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, freelancing a bit for us. Yeah. Right. So uh, you also have like you also have a couple of other freelancers. I know Workdude is working with you. And so how do you how do you stitch this together? How was like what's the setup in your next journal project? Um, yeah, I mean Workdude um, or like yeah we. Um, like Bork dude was kind of reaching out to us when he was uh, deciding to to kind of go uh, mm -hmm. open source full time, and yeah, he was um, yeah he needed or he wasn't sure like he was gonna go completely to uh, being funded by his sponsors basically, and so yeah, he felt better still having um, yeah some work on the side uh, where he gets a kind of a right yeah a paycheck still mm -hmm. and uh yeah we were working already with a ton of his libraries so um yeah happy to like we like we definitely saw a lot of overlap right. and mm -hmm. uh yeah having direct access to to his stuff right uh, yeah has so worked out pretty well for us mm -hmm. so the next journal is a computational uh notebook as you mentioned comp similar to jupiter and and uh, were there any specific point where you said like, yeah, we need to we need to do this because you know Jupiter is not good fit for X Y Z or like what was the what was the main part that you decided to go for it? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Even like I think when we started, I wasn't we weren't even aware of Jupiter. Was also kind of mm -hmm. uh, 
I think the the popularity it gotten um, came um, came kind of uh, after this. Yeah. And um, but like for me, like a big point was kind of doing my diploma thesis in physics. Mm -hmm. um, like was doing this kind of molecular dynamic simulations. And um, there is kind of a lot of tedium as you're working with kind of a variety of applications. Like you're running some some simulations, uh, like editing kind of the scripts that run those, then you're copying the stuff onto a onto a cluster uh, and like SSHing into these machines, checking how it's going, and mm -hmm. copying the data down analyzing it and you're kind of in this endless loop of mm. of copy and pasting stuff from yeah. one thing to the other and kind of automating this this tedium was kind of one of the uh, is still kind of one of the uh, things we'd like to eventually uh, solve right um, mm -hmm. but yeah that's also yeah quite a not exactly the simplest use case when you're talking about distributed computing and um, so and so the main uh, so who would be the main um, I guess users or group of users that will be using next journal would you ta target this at the same person as you are like persons who are having a lot of different models and they need to combine them somehow together into one representable thing or what's the use case you're seeing now from next journal yeah, I guess another thing that kind of motivated us or gave us the final push to work on this was kind of Brad Victor's climate change essay. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, where he's arguing that kind of there's a lot of ways to contribute to this problem and um, yeah, that there's also kind of computational uh, solutions to this or kind of um, improving the methods that scientists have at their disposal. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that that would uh, that's kind of the 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 base idea to um, like give scientists better tools. But that's also like a pretty, <laughs> as we've learned, kind of a, it's a too diffuse probably a group uh, to to start mm -hmm. out with. And um, yeah, so we've since kind of switched more kind of with Clerk to kind of right. build for ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, so how like how about Clerk? Like what what are the like differences between Next Journal? What is Clerk? Maybe let's start there. All right. Yeah. So Clerk is a notebook as well, um, but uh, unlike Next Journal, which is polyglot, uh, Clerk is only for closure. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we were kind of as a as a closure team working on Next Journal, we were kind of facing this constant uh, dilemma that. Um, um, like we would have to force ourselves to to use next journal kind of editing stuff in the browser and publishing there right we'd we'd live like most software engineers kind of in our normal editors like be it emacs or mm -hmm. vim or vs code and um yeah like switching to this this different what you see is what you get editor that we built in external was kind of a a constant uh, battle mm -hmm. and so yeah the main idea behind clerk is yeah let developers use whatever editor it is they're using and kind of integrate with the 
the normal toolkit that we use as developers. Right. So would it be fair to say that uh, the, um, the cleric tries to be uh, sort of like extension a bit of a REPL that gives you a bit more than what you can get from a REPL? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. And how, how would you compare this to like any other tools like, uh, you know, Portal or any of those? Uh, I think there is also Reveal. Yeah, I think there's, uh, yeah, um, they have some definitely some similar use cases. Mm -hmm. I think Clerk kind of in its origins as a notebook um, is a bit more focused on on kind of the, the publishing aspect or um, whereas these reveal and portal kind of, I think, um, yeah, have a bit more around the kind of interactive exploratory use cases. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of overlap between mm -hmm. the three tools. Right. So what will be your workflow when you're working with Clerk? Like, can you just walk us through like setting up like any kind of new project? Like, how would you do this? Um, yeah, so you bring in the Clerk dependency um, and this mm -hmm. would be for a new project or kind of using well, it in an existing one. Uh, we can go through both if there's like a lot of differences between those. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just want to play with Clerk, like we have a demo repo, mm -hmm. the Clerk demo repo mm -hmm. that I would recommend can put in a link. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you'd like to use Clerk within your existing project, then yeah, just add the dependency and um, yeah, then you have some some setup functions um, with which you can start Clerk mm -hmm. that you can call in your Apple. And um, yeah, then you can start adding your first namespaces and kind of viewing them through Clerk. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I want to view a namespace via Clerk, uh, so after adding the dependencies, there's something that I need to require and then do I need to run any function to show this in, in Clerk? Exactly, so you can yeah, run a function to show a certain, to show a given namespace mm -hmm. through Clerk. Um, and what we, like what I'm using and what I like most is kind of having a small hotkey in Emacs. Mm -hmm. So like similar to eval form, I can kind of clerk show mm -hmm. the document I have open or else you can also start a file watcher to um, show you a given document in clerk after you right. saved it. Yeah, when you say show the namespace, like what do we exactly mean? It's like, of course, it's not showing the namespace as we see it in our code editor, right? It's just like it's evaluating all of the functions and it's just printing the output to the clerk. It's also showing you the code, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the default representation. Um, mm -hmm. But then you can, yeah, you can kind of fine tune it to, yeah, if you want to hide the code or hide certain aspects of the code or just show parts of mm -hmm. of your namespace, yeah. Right. And what would be the advantage of showing this in our editor versus showing this in Clerk? I mean, the code part. Uh, to the code part, there's not really a... Right. Um, mm -hmm. But to the result part, um, yeah, Clerk will show you kind of values of your running program of and course. it solves some... Um, some problems that you might typically have kind of with showing large values in the REPL. Um, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, might kind of make your editor slow, right? If you 
you send it a big piece of data. Mm -hmm. um, and Clerk also kind of performs incremental computation. So when you when you show um, document or namespace through Clerk and then you make a change and show it again, Clerk will only run the parts of your program that have changed since then. Mm -hmm. Right. And apart from evaluating the codes, there is also like, um, I know there are some helping functions that they can also uh, show you some charts and visualizations, like what's what's also, what's included in the Clerk toolkit, if you will. Okay. Yeah, so we have, yeah, visualization stuff, um, like for typical data science stuff. So we have support for tables and uh, yeah, visualizations via Plotly or Vega Lite libraries. Mm -hmm also, yeah, it's a simple way to use kind of hiccup um, to, and then, yeah, lastly, you have the ability to, to build up your custom viewers. Um, so what so, are custom viewers? So this allows you to, like, yeah, you can write the, the viewer code. So clerk is kind of, we have the, the clerk process that's running in the JVM, right? Mm -hmm. And when we're showing uh, namespace through Clerk, we are seeing it in the browser. Um, so this is kind of a, a second process that's running in the browser that's rendering our document. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then you can write uh, you can write functions um, to customize like how something will be shown in the browser. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so uh, what else? What else is in Cleric that maybe I'm probably not aware of? That like maybe you've been working on something lately, or there is something that you feel like, or that you see people are using with Cleric. Um, so yeah, one thing to mention is maybe that not everybody is aware of um, is the ability to um, define pieces of state like an atom as a sync atom, and this means like. Um, First, clerk will kind of um, treat this in the an atom like something when you deref it in your namespace. Um, clerk will clerk's caching will kind of uh, respect that and recompute a form like when the value inside the atom changes. So, whereas kind of clerk's normal dependency graph is kind of a static graph, um, this becomes a. a like a hash of the value inside the atom. So you mm -hmm. get kind of value semantics um, for the caching. And then you can change it from either inside the uh, clerk's viewer window, um, or you can change it from your REPL, and this gives you kind of two-way bindings. Mm -hmm. But what you can do with this is, um, like you can create some very small kind of uh, local apps um, for example, you get a can have a text input um, that when you type into this in the browser, you get the state back to the JVM, and you can then uh, trigger a computation. And yeah, the clerk demo repo has some examples of this. Mm -hmm. as well. um, what else do you have in this uh, clerk demo repo? Is there any kind of other use cases uh, that people do with clerk? Yeah, so we have kind of the like, yeah, typical kind of data science and uh, intro use cases. Um, then there's also like uh, the SCM utils, um, like um, 
so doing physics simulations with the SEM Utils library mm -hmm. that's now um, being rebranded to EMI uh, that Sam Ritchie is working on. Mm -hmm. And what else do we have in there? Let's take a look. So we have kind of this uh, dictionary example that's kind of using um, uh, a local dictionary. Um, you can look up a word by its definition. That's using the the clerk sync uh, mm -hmm. feature that we just talked about. Right. Um, and kind of a nice demo of the, the custom viewers is uh, rule 30, the cellular automata mm -hmm. in the clerk notebook. Right. And lastly, worth mentioning, I think, is the kind of semantic uh, queries notebook that's using Jack Rusher's Mundaneum library um, to, um, yeah, to query wiki data kind of with a kind of data log-like syntax mm -hmm. and, yeah, get the results back in Clerk. Right. Uh, so after I do all my computation, all of my work, and I have everything in Clerk, like, how do I share this information with anyone? Yeah, so Clerk has the ability to generate kind of a static HTML bundle or a stat static HTML page from mm -hmm. a given notebook or a set of notebooks. And yeah, you can upload those anywhere. Um, or we also have, like with Clerk Garden, a service um, that does this for you. Mm -hmm. What is Clerk Garden? So, uh, yeah. Clerk Garden is, is a website on, on Clerk Garden. Um, you can type in a repository name there. And um, then we'll check, is this kind of a, a Clerk a repository? And we, we do this by checking, does it have a Debs Eden file with mm -hmm. a certain uh, next journal Clerk alias in it? Mm -hmm. And if it does, then we will run the build for you and and uh, present you with the result. So right. it's kind of a, a simple publishing service uh, built around Clerk. Uh -huh, I see. So then, in this case, if you you don't you it's just like taking it out from your local machine and just putting it up. Yeah. So right. you don't have to upload it anywhere. But yeah, mm -hmm. we're hosting this for you. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking at some information regarding Clerk uh, before, I noticed a couple of times you mentioned the name of Jack Rusher, uh, that he was mentoring you on a couple of those things. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit more, like, how does this work? How does, how does like, working with Jack work? Uh, I saw a couple of his talks. He seems very experienced. And um, I think it must be really fun. Uh, yeah, this is, has been quite quite incredible for me. Um, I don't know, Jack is also in Berlin. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so gotten to know him kind of through the, the closure meetup here. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also worked with uh, Matt on this um, uh, programming experience workshop paper. And yeah, like eventually, um, I don't know, we'd, we'd been like, um, like having lunch every now and then and um, yeah, and I think he was just, yeah, wrapping up his other job at the time. And mm -hmm. after some time off, he was, he was able 
was ready to jump into new stuff and um, yeah, ended up kind of, he's now kind of working with us kind of half time with Next Journal and yeah, doing mostly mentoring and yeah, we've worked together on Clerk and yeah, this has been quite an experience for me. Like uh, I think I've, I've learned more kind of in the past 18 months like working on Clerk with his mentoring than and in the previous 20 years, so. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And um, I mean, how does, like, we are, yeah, spending a couple of hours mostly kind of pairing um, mm -hmm. together. And um, yeah, I mean, what, I, what have I learned? Let's see. So kind of a lot of kind of live programming tactics mm -hmm. I've been able to pick up from him. Um, and yeah, I think my complexity threshold has gone down by a lot. Mm -hmm. um, like this, yeah, that code you don't write um, doesn't have bugs. Um, <laughs> and yeah, in general, like, yeah, the complexity I've been willing to take on in my code has, yeah, has just decreased. Um, yeah. Can you give us some examples? Um, yeah, like I've been surprised by like also like how um, Jack who's like clearly able to to keep a lot of stuff in his head, um, like by how um, um, like how much he's letting the machine help him when he's programming. Mm -hmm. um, so like when when auto completion, for example, isn't working exactly right and isn't as responsive like he'll this is something he'll look into and fix instead of typing three more characters um, mm -hmm. that yeah where the machine doesn't help him to to complete the whole thing mm -hmm. and um, yeah similarly he'll he'll only like taught me to kind of build up something really incrementally adding one form at a time and running it at every turn, kind of, mm -hmm. um, instead of yeah, thinking you can, yeah, build up this huge thing right and only run it at the end, and then where you won't have an idea like if it goes wrong, right? Um, and and kind of really considering the ergonomics of this, kind of mm -hmm. as he does it. Um, so, for example, when you're changing a function, then you'd go kind of wrap wrap the function in a do block and call it right after. And um, and then, yeah, as you're changing it, like, yeah, you're just adding one form, you're constantly checking uh, if it runs again and without needing to kind of cursor up and down or something. <laughs> um, but right. yeah, you can hit your eval top level key. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Very interesting. Um, so uh, also a part, uh, a few words about Clerk. Uh, so uh, we're going to run a workshop on Clerk, which is on 10th of May. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be covering a lot of the ground that we already covered here. Uh, but um, who will be the best audience uh, for this kind of uh, workshop from your point of view? Um, yeah, so I think it should be like people that are already familiar with Clojure and have some familiarity with using the REPL. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think that's, yeah, um, that's kind of ideal from, um, like, yeah, so you should know your way around uh, in, in the REPL a little bit. I mean, it's also getting easier and easier, I think, these these days. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and then if you're, I think we, like, kind of with, you don't need to be a data scientist or anything. I think there's a lot of areas that can benefit from kind of visual programming. Um, mm -hmm. Like Jack mentioned in one of his talks, like the visual right. cortex exists, right? So mm -hmm. we can, um, yeah, we can just do better than kind of uh, 80 character uh, white uh, right. text on the screen mm -hmm. and fixed width. And so I think, yeah, Clerk can hopefully, like, yeah, help people from a variety of different domains. Right. And so this is sort of like, uh, who would be the target audience? And like, how do you also, uh, like, by using Clerk and by building Clerk, how can you see that it help you to do the work that you're like doing? How can it help? You know, because like, I guess most of the people that are using Clojure, they are familiar with the REPL driven development. And I'm trying to get uh, to the point where, um, how can Cleric sort of like further enhance it and further push it versus like the REPL? Yeah, so I'm just yeah. trying to ask, you know, how can Cleric help you as a developer further versus like using just the REPL? Yeah, so I think the REPL is kind of this kind of precision, um, uh, how do you say, Pre like high, highly precise tool, right? Where mm -hmm. you can, like you evaluate the form, but it's also very transient, right? After, um, like we often then, like we build up a program that helps us in at the problem we're currently solving, but um, yeah we kind of remove this maybe even before we we commit this into version control, right? Like mm -hmm. what I talked about, kind of wrapping a function in a do block and yeah. and using that to change it. Um, these things typically don't even show up. You don't see them on GitHub, right? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're gone again. And so Clerk, I think, helps to, to kind of see the bigger picture, right? So yeah, you can see multiple results at once. And um, um, yeah, I think also yeah something I've come to realize kind of the importance of um, like yeah thinking about your problems, writing stuff down, kind of the literate format. I think definitely also encourages doing <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, starting with a problem statement, um, and um, yeah, I've also heard people use it to good effect kind of when. Um, when debugging issues mm -hmm. in production, um, kind of, yeah, writing down a, a good bug report kind of with the, the information they're having about right. the problem. Um, yeah. Right. And when it comes to the workshop, and I actually don't know if you can answer this already, but uh, when it comes to the workshop, like how are we going to run through? Is there going to be like a couple of examples that we're going to show the use cases or do we have like a project that we run through? What's the setup? Yeah, yeah. so we'll have a couple of exercises kind of, uh, yeah, as part of the clerk uh, demo repo. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that people can run through and 
he'll hopefully yeah illustrate kind of the different features mm -hmm. of Clerk that are useful typically and um, yeah and kind of the the some talk about some of the design decisions and mm -hmm. uh, yeah cool very good uh, would there be anything else you would like to talk about um, no so yeah um, maybe the the book of Clerk is something like that people should take a look at if they're mm -hmm. interested in Clerk. Mm -hmm. um, this lives at book.clerk.vision. And yeah, this is kind of Clerk's documentation. Also mm -hmm. something, yeah, doesn't hurt if, if people that are interested in joining the workshop take a look. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This, and there's some examples and yeah, also happy for anybody to try out Clerk Garden. And yeah, we have some, um, yeah, we have some exciting plans, I think, to like yeah. um, bring running JVMs to Garden in the future. And yeah. Um, so yeah, happy for any feedback. Like uh, find us on Slack on the Clerk channel or yeah, absolutely. Clerk Garden channel. Yeah. Uh, so as for every workshop, there will be like a repo. We will include all the information in the repo so people can check out everything before if there are any setup instructions and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll include this. So if you're interested in the workshop, it's uh, happening on 10th of May. Uh, so check it out at closure.stream slash workshops slash clerk. Uh, all right, Martin. Uh, it's been great. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time talking about clerk, next journal, and your journey. Um, I'm really happy that we finally managed to do this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot.